0: Hello, how's it going? Welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. hope you're well. England and Wales through to the last 16 of Euro 2020 in the summer of 2021. What a strange time. It's sadly Scotland out after the defeat to Croatia last night. Reflect on that in this podcast with journalist Tom McDermott. But first, I wanted to say thank you to you for hitting on the podcast, joining us. Thank you to the sponsors as well, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Wearing my fine Bang Olufsen headphones as I record this, really love them. High quality, top notch stuff. Jason Briggs and his team purveyors of it in the courtyard in Montpellier here in Cheltenham in the west of England. Beautiful scenic spot for the store. But of course, you can contact them remotely, digitally as the uh, pandemic still sort of rumbles on. You're able to do things uh, via the mediums of modern communications. Um, but through that company, Serene AV, as the tagline there says, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, they can source you. Whatever brand you're looking for, whatever it may be that you've got your heart and, and minds on as we spend more time in our home and, and perhaps start to think about home entertainment as well. Big screens, kind of audio setup, whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be just off and equipment. They will get you a bespoke solution to whatever quandary that you have with your your home entertainment so check out Bagnolfson cheltenham's website bno underscore cheltenham on twitter and instagram also thank you to cytoplan for their association with the podcast food-based supplement company my father dr mark draper who is a general practitioner here in the uk but also has worked in micronutrition helped design supplements with cytoplan we still pay for our supplements from cytoplan to this day spend a good whack on them particularly for me fish oil and immune complete Two, which is a multivitamin slash vitamin um, but it's a company I've had a long association with and don't have a control group as another family who hasn't taken supplements but certainly feel it's part of that picture of health and well-being uh, set against and and in combination with of course sleep exercise nutrition as a sort of um, bridging that gap to Maybe uh, fill in the, the blanks, certainly in terms of things like selenium and zinc. My father has said are relatively deplete through soil samples in the UK, and it would vary according to where you are in the world. But if you would like to get some supplements through Cytoplan, digested like food, that's the idea behind a food-based supplement, you can go to cytoplan.co.uk, cytopla n.co uk and a discount code associated with the podcast is Draper ten r so it's my last name D R A P E R all capital letters the numerals one zero and the capital letter r so it's ten percent off ongoing I believe thirty percent upfront with plan. of course they have uh, individual Specific supplements, but also those multivitamin like Immune Complete range Foundation Formula as well, with a bit of everything, including your vitamin D three, your vitamin D three, you may call it vitamin C, the Bs as well. So yeah, holistic package there, or you can go specific if it's something like fish oil you're looking for, or maybe a particular trace element that you're uh, you're keen to sort of enhance your your overall health package. So there we have it. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Let's crack on. Tom McDermott, who is a journalist, author in the uk lives up in lancashire manchester united fan covers them for the national press here in england and other outlets but also has written books on england as well big england historian and we covered the england's sort of foray into the world cup in 2018 in russia all the way to the semi-finals with him and another journalist a former colleague of mine at sky sports chris scudder as they got to the semi-finals fell heartbreak of heartbreak to croatia as scotland did ultimately in their final group game last night i was at wembley in a build-up to england against the czech republic Fantastic experience, actually, from a personal front. One of career highlights just with Wembley Arch behind us and Wembley Way in the vicinity as crowds milled around. Relatively kind of serene and sedate, maybe because England had already qualified and only 22,000 of the 80,000 or so capacity there. But it was just wonderful just being the, the build-up there. The little boy inside was was very happy with that. But England got the job done in the end, a 1-0 win over the Czech Republic, go through as group winners from Group D and will likely play either Germany, Portugal or France. We'll wait to see what happens uh, in that group a little bit later on as to who they do play on Monday at Wembley again, Monday evening, the 28th of June. But here he is, the one and only Tom McDermott. Here he is, back three years on from the 2018 World Cup where we followed it through with Chris Scudder in Russia. It's Tom McDermott. Tom, welcome back. How are you feeling this morning, the morning after?
1: Yeah, great. It's it's a strange feeling, actually, because after... After the Scotland game, it felt like we'd lost and we were heading out, but um, yeah, a bit of optimism and uh, looking ahead to what will probably be a very tough challenge on Tuesday evening.
0: Yeah, you're facing a tough challenge. You're moving at the moment. Have you, have you still got access to TVs? You're watching on iPads, laptops?
1: What's, what's the protocol? Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm balancing all kinds of things. Luckily, the first thing, almost more important than the house move, was making sure that the uh, wireless connection and was all going to be sorted <laughs> and, and set up. So. I'm just in the process of leaving one property. This will be my last call, so congratulations on that. And then <laughs> I, will, I will I will, hopefully get all settled in um, later on this afternoon and tomorrow in the new place where um, I will hopefully be able to see England progress far further down the road uh, in this tournament. Yeah,
0: let's hope so. Where, where about you? Staying in Lancashire? Is it a local move? Not too, too stressful? Yeah, just
1: around, just around the corner, not too far. So, yeah, very lucky, Not 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 too far at all. Good, good it is stressful though it's
0: funny you talk about wi-fi just thinking about when we were kids young kids how it would have been the phone line and when you didn't have a phone line you literally couldn't contact anyone outside of letters and uh, and, old, and, and postcards it's a uh, it's a different world we live in which is good like, yeah what a change um but what do you think about because we, we did the uh, football trying to make sense of it. it's so strange isn't it but it so often boils down to just that ability to score, it's that kind of that thing you grasp from the, why the Americans have traditionally disliked football is it's low scoring. But actually, you just see the way Scotland played against England but couldn't get that goal. Then ultimately, they lose out, exit the tournament, couldn't beat Czech Republic, lost to Czech Republic, lost to Croatia.
1: It's a fickle, fickle sport, isn't it? In fine lines. It really is because you only have to look at the sort of reaction uh, on social media to um, to England's, uh, England's win, if we can take that as the first example, because... England, you know, they've progressed. They haven't conceded. They're top of the group, seven points. And if you'd have, you know, suggested that before the tournament started, you'd mm. have probably, you know, you'd have taken that. Certainly, of course you would. But then if you add into that, the, you know, Maguire has now got 45 minutes under his belt. Jordan Henderson, obviously, with all his success and leadership qualities with Liverpool, he has had 45 minutes under his belt. You know, that's there. these yeah. are great positives to take, you know, additional positives to take on, and not just that. On the other side of things, you can say, well, you know, does Southgate quite know his his best formation? Um, Harry Kane doesn't appear to be scoring goals or, or looking as, as fresh as he as he does when he when he plays for, for his club side at the moment. What does he do either side of Kane? Does he go with Saka and Grealish like against the Czech Republic, or does he bring Foden back in? How yeah. will those guys feel? What was his reasons for taking Declan Rice off? Is he going to play Declan Rice next to Jordan Henderson in the next game or will he stick with, with Calvin Phillips? So there's there lots of conversations that Gareth Southgate will have to have behind closed doors with players and managing, I'm sure, you know, he's very positive and, and all the interviews with the players and the coverage with the England team has been fantastic. But I, I, I just think that it's really is crunch time now and I don't just mean um. that with who we're facing, I just mean sort of internally he's got to try and almost get that um, consistency in selection, which I think Maguire and Henderson will help yeah. um, with the experience they bring. It's <laughs> um, going to be, you know, inevitably a couple of disappointed uh, young men, I imagine. Yeah, there certainly will be. It's interesting when you look at the trend
0: of football, it's definitely gone more the science route over art and emotion since we were kids. But when I look at the emotional component and what Bukaya Saka and Jack Grealish brought to the team and what seemed to ignite and excite people when you look at social media, listen to the t- television and, and you listen to the radio and, and everything is, is just that sort of apparent fearlessness. And it was an emotional reaction, really, that these guys will have a go. They'll enjoy themselves and actually play like, like it's any other game because I think we've all seen down the years this sort of mystifying paralysis that sometimes comes over England players, whether it's our fault in the media, whether it's, it's fans, the expectation upon them, sort of, I don't know whether as a nation we have a sort of inferiority complex when it comes to facing teams like Germany I was amazed at France of you know one four drawn two of the last six games in Germany and you think that's phenomenal you know they can do that why can't we have a better record but what do you think of that is that something that you've, we've witnessed we witnessed it with with Rooney to a certain extent didn't we that his style changed with England and he started passing back more less of that bullish enthusiasm he just you think that that was something that came through last night
1: yeah I think um it's always one of my criticisms of England is that we, we, we don't seem to get the club um, players playing in the same way as they do in the club teams mm. with the national teams. Um, and I've always seen that's been a challenge of England. You look at Germany, Spain, when they've been successful, um, the great Brazilian teams right the way back to sort of Italia 90, Euro 96, and, and before that. These players just seem to replicate their club form, not effortlessly, I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of work to it, but it just seems to be a pattern. And with England... Mm-hmm. We either play them out of position or you get situations like with Harry Kane, where he doesn't seem to be to be quite fine on all cylinders. Now, he, he's definitely doing the same things he does for Tottenham, because it, I think you and I have talked about this before. He plays in that half-Sheringham, half-Shearer role, doesn't he? Yes, he does, yeah. <laughs> Hybrid. Where he drops, where he drops deep and, and, and he's a bit of both. But for whatever reason, it isn't, it isn't working at the moment. But we just seem to be plagued over the years, don't we? Beckham. Was on mm. a trampoline and in an oxygen tent, wasn't he? Had <laughs> Rooney had that injury. You know, there's always lots yeah. of things happens, which I'm not sure if it's just bad luck or, or what it is. But, um, you know, it it to, to they the seem time. to carry
0: a weight sometimes as well, don't they? Almost a, a sort of a psychological
1: weight, England players. I, I think so, but is that something that created without our media, or is that something that's in? Because great players, you look, I mean, look at Havertz, has had a, a great end to the season with Chelsea, but when I saw him play for Germany, certainly against Portugal, he just looked so free from Yeah, Fair enough. He's a, he's a Champions League winner, but then you look at some of the English players as well, sometimes they look like they're weighed down, and that was one of the the most pleasing things about Saka last night and Greenwich, mm. because they almost saw, you know, came free from from all those sort of... Um, yeah,
0: kind of just went it, out there it, and
1: played, whereas, you know, Foden and, and sometimes Sterling, I've looked at them in games and thought, "Oh, are they? You know, do they feel a bit restricted in how they play?" Now, whether that's a, a managerial thing, whether that's something they feel because of the pressure of the tournament, I'm not. I'm not so sure. And I know that they work with obviously sports psychologists, football psychologists, yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, but I'm not sure. There is definitely a difference between England, how they operate and, and sort of these other nations, these successful nations as well, and whether that comes from within slightly. I know they do a lot of work with with sports psychologists. I've talked to Dan Abraham's before, and he said that he's worked with with Premier League footballers on their side of the game mentally. Jordan Pickford, it's been well documented. He mm. said that he's worked with sports psychologists. So I think they're definitely trying. They're, they're definitely open to new suggestions, but there does seem to be something that, it's slightly different with England, I think, um, in comparison to to that extra added pressure, and you know, and um, just that feeling you get around them when they step out onto the pitch.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating with Pickford; that he's done that work. He does seem to have really matured and evolved, and he's grown his hair out. looks a lot more relaxed. It's it's funny how he's he seems to have changed his, his demeanour. But yeah, that 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 elixir and that magical missing ingredient and say with Saka and Grealish you can imagine them playing very similarly all right at a very a lower level with their mates in the park I think sometimes that's the problem as is, is people go further in, in in any walk of life you sort of tense up a little bit Roy you try Keane and be too said, professional
1: yeah Roy Keane said it best um mm. Ed. Uh, he, he said that the best managers Clough and Ferguson would be would play some very give him some very simple instructions. Was to if he didn't have the ball, win it, pass it forward, and to like the guys in the <laughs> more, more advanced positions express themselves. And I think we talk about tactics all day long. We can talk about um, you know having two sitting midfielders and, and ball players, but sometimes actually, you know, you, you, you're dealing with human beings of different sort mm. of you know mental capacity. Just keep the game simple for them. Let yeah. really play in his position for Vastavilla Villa and does what he do what he does there. Give him the ball. If Rice wins it, play it forward. Play it through the lines. I think Harry Maguire did it really well last night, didn't he? he yeah. He, an excellent ball. I think it was to Kane. and was his first shot in the tournament. Mm. You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, have that sort of um, freedom to, to express yourself. Keep it simple. Win the ball back. If you, you're you not a creative player, pass it to somebody who is creative and let them get on and do what they do. Yeah, and it's all
0: ingrained in you as well. These, these guys have played football for thousands and thousands of hours, so they don't need too much meticulous kind of... Um, uh, sort of cognitive advice. They just need to get get into the flow and, and go with it. And that's the, the sort of I guess the destination is trying to get into that flow zone, isn't it? What do you make of Harry Kane from a Manchester United perspective? Then, because I will tell you what, Tom, I got ridiculed. We, th- we got this show on Sky Sports News now called the Early Kickoff, which I was on. It's on the uh, the breakfast show. It's about eight thirty in the in the morning. Um, sorry, seven thirty in the morning. And I, I said when Kevin De Bruyne signed his five-year contract to Manchester City, bumping you kind of said that's a brave move from City, given that he's 29, he'll be 34, and not many players have that longevity in them. And, and you look at the outliers like Ronaldo, Messi, and, and Zlatan, and think, well, maybe that's you know changing, but maybe it isn't, because a lot of players still peter out early 30s. And I, and I got sort of laughed off. And we'll see what we'll see what happens with the De Bruyne situation. But with Harry Kane, he's 28 next month, and I'm very young by our standards, but in football terms, you just wonder looking at him physically, how much. Mm-hmm games, how many seasons he has in him, if you were looking from a United perspective. Is that what you think?
1: Yeah, it's it's really strange, isn't it? Um, I can't help but think of Michael Owen sort of in the physical sense. I know Owen was a quicker player and he had trouble yeah. with his hands, but by the time he got to sort of 28, 29, you could probably argue that his better days were behind him. With Kane, what I will say is over the last sort of two to three seasons, there's been that kind of joke, hasn't there, on social media that he doesn't score in August. He always takes in So, yeah. Yeah, five or six, five or six games to get going in the Premier League season. I just wonder if the the gap between the end of the Premier League season and the start of the Euros, maybe mm. he's having his own sort of mini preseason during this tournament. Because, like we said before, he's definitely dropping deep. He's looking to, to play the players in. And I think what we got to consider about Kane as well is he's not getting a lot of opportunities. He's not mm. getting a lot of chances. We don't have players in the team other than probably Trippier. And I know Grealish did it last night, but Grealish hasn't played uh, in the other games. But we don't have players in the team. Who will get wide and deliver crosses in, like the Germans do, for example? Yeah. That would suit Kane a lot better. To say he's kind of washed up or to suggest he's passed. No, it, no, yeah. I think, I think, but I, I think, just mean, I just mean how many, because you're sort of, if you're punting
0: on 100 million, 100 million plus, you'd sort of you like a, what, four or five seasons, wouldn't you, I guess?
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think his better days are behind him. I do think he's the kind of player um, that needs games in order to build momentum and go on a run. But I think historically in his career, he's started slowly in the Premier League season and he's always had an ankle injury. So, you know, he misses sort of two months, you could argue, for form Mm -hmm. and injury every year. I think the time to judge whether he can, um, if this is a thing or it's an ongoing problem, is probably at the World Cup in 16, 17 months' time. Yeah. Need to assess it then to see if he's more thin because by that stage you will have had another season with Spurs or Man City or wherever. Um, but for me, I, 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 I would just—it's it, a—I it's a, I would live if I was Harry Kane now in the penalty area between the widths of the posts mm. and 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 sort of live in that area. I wouldn't get involved in any of the build-up play. I think he needs a goal pretty quickly. Um, yeah. a goal is great for us as well because it, it, it enhances our chances of the qualifying. But I think if I'm Harry Kane now, I just need to live in and around that penalty area um, and and really just encourage people to, to take Morris in that final third and create opportunities for him. Because, again, last night, other than that that delivery that uh, Sterling nodded in and, and I think Luke Shaw had one sort of deflected onto the post shortly after that, there was there was not really anything in terms of chances with The Maguire chance was a, was a sort of a through ball that he oh. cut back and hit. But other than that, I don't think he's getting enough opportunity. So it's probably a combination of things of probably not being at his fittest, not getting the opportunities and being probably for want of a better word, slightly confused with his role because I don't think he can play that deep-lying role uh, and sort of strike a role for England. I think he's got to be one or the other. And for me, you know, he's still the best finisher in the, in the camp and he has to be number nine yeah. in the penalty area. Yeah, it doesn't have Ong son in this team. It's interesting there's natural
0: rhythms of players. And you mentioned Alan Shearer and maybe the likeness with, with Kane. And he was apparently a player that needed a lot of football to get up to speed and, and maybe would dip if he wasn't playing. And you have other people, like you mentioned, David Beckham was apparently cardiovascularly always really fit, even if he had a, a couple of months off. So there are different, different rhythms and that longevity thing. I know that Kane really looks after himself with nutrition and supplements, a la Cristiano Ronaldo, but whether there's genetics involved and how long we go on for, we none of, none of us really know. It's uh, different in sport and life isn't it? What, what do you think from United's perspective then? I mean, do you think they would go in for Kane at this stage or do you think he's um, out of their reach financially?
1: I think sort of the information from the club is that they, they would obviously be interested in a player like Kane but I think the numbers just don't add, add up especially when you consider um, the other areas of the team they're very interested in Jaden Sancho that's a problem, A deal that will probably be concluded at long uh-huh. last after you know, after this tournament Do we need um, another wide forward? What do you think? Um I always think that these great teams are built on or, or title winning teams are built even if they're not world class solid a solid base so I always go back to sort of Blackburn with Henry mm. back there and, and Tim Flowers in, in goal right through to S- spine yeah yeah the spine is it needs to be right so for me this little question marks over the United goalkeeper situation so hopefully um, Solskjaer will either go with De Gea or Henderson Yeah, and then the first port of call would be to, to, for a central defender to complain it's to Harry Maguire, somebody who is perhaps slightly quicker, more commanding in the air. There were a couple of times when United conceded that sort of set-piece goal. The cross came in and it was kind of left to the goalkeeper. Yeah, ahead. it's about partnerships, isn't it, from United's it history? Fair. It was messy. And then I'd look probably in front of the back floor and I think you can compare England's defensive midfielders to Manchester United's McTominay and Fred do a similar role to Phillips and and Rice in that they're very good in what they do. They win the ball back. But actually, if teams sit back like Scotland and you need mm. a bit more creative flair in midfield, um, we don't have that player who's, who's, who's excellent with, with the ball, who can create something different other than Bruno, if you like. Mm. Um, so, Carrick or skulls kind of player. And well, they—they you they, I mean they're easy to find, aren't they? Um, <laughs> Obviously, so that, that, that's the kind of that's the kind of player we, yeah. we need. Um, it, it's of funny
0: with the centre half though, just to come in there because you you kind of you think about the players who so individually, at United, Steve Bruce never got an England cap, but it was so imperious for United because he complimented Gary Pallister who had that, that pace behind him, maybe a bit more skill to his game. But Bruce was great from set pieces. And I, I can see it, a, it's a kind of crude likening, but Bruce and Maguire, you can see kind of similarities, but you just need someone to compliment Maguire who's got some great strengths in aerial ability and ability to pass like we saw last night, but does lack mobility and, and turning ability.
1: I think, yeah, Maguire, listen, Maguire was criticised for the transfer fee, which wasn't his fault. Uh, and he's a very, very good Premier League central defender. The best thing I can say about Maguire is that while he's been been absent for both club and country, we've just seen how much we've missed him. Mm. I think he proved the back four last, last yesterday evening. And I think that obviously the last stages of the Europa League, United missed his leadership back there. Um, and he he was certainly a, a great miss in that. And obviously United's end to the season, although they finished second, it wasn't great. There were three or four defeats, weren't there? Um, yeah. That, that didn't go well. I just think that going forward, going back to the, to the point you made about the right side of the field, obviously Jadon Sancho is an improvement on what, what United have there. But then you asked the question, what happens to Mason Greenwood? Because he came through the youth ranks as a striker, but then yeah. Edison Cavani signed for for another year. And although that he, he won't play every week because of his age, um, you wonder what it'll do to, to Greenwood's development. But yes, Sancho, absolutely. Um, I expect the deals to go through. He is an improvement on what United already have. But I just think that if he comes with a centre-half, Uh, and or a central midfielder, um, it'll be a a great window. But if if he doesn't, if he comes on his own, then I still think there's one or two areas there that United have neglected and and will probably find themselves in a similar position at the end of next season. Yeah, it's
0: funny when you mention sort of goalkeeper, centre-half, centre-midfield and and central striker. You wonder if if wide forward is is that important. And then Sancho's numbers are phenomenal, to be fair. And in the Bundesliga so he would he'd certainly add something to it. The thought of Harry Kane, you mentioned crosses, Man City rolling those balls across the 6 yard to Harry Kane is pretty ominous <laughs> given they won the league by 12 points of what they might do next season if they have Kane in their ranks as well after not having a sort of out-and-out striker last year. Maybe Farron Torres came the closest to that. Uh, what do you think Tom then going forward for England? How do you feel about it? Because I mean I'm looking forward to tonight's game there's four games today and you can just relax a little bit can't you? Because there's some crackers uh, on the fixture list as well um, in terms of uh against France, Germany against Hungary. But England's
1: going to be agony, isn't it? Yeah, Ed, if you want to relax and move house and I'll come and sit where you are, mate. um, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm happy to do with that. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Look, I mean, England next round, um, home advantage. I think the reintroduction or sort of the return of Maguire and Henderson for that bit of experience, um, like I said earlier on, Maguire... Henderson, Pickford has that tournament experience now. You've got Kane at the top of the tree, so to speak. Mm. There's a lot of players there now who who have experience of in international tournaments and, and are playing at the you know top level games for, for their clubs. John Stones as well, you know, Premier League winner, missed out in the Champions League final. So although these guys get a lot of criticism, there's a lot of English players in that team. You know, you mentioned Jadon Sancho. There, he's lucky to get a place on the bench for England at the moment. Yeah. Ben- Ben Chilwell, the you know the Champions League winning left back.
0: Lots of full-backs and wide forwards, haven't we, England? It's a bit like United, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so going forward, um, I, I think England's best chance will obviously come if they can play Germany or Portugal. Um, mm. Although I, I, I do worry if you look at their squads on on paper, they're, they're, they're ridiculous. You know, Diaz the central defender alongside Pepe for Portugal, mm. Silva, Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandes. They've got some. Unbelievable players. Whoever they play, it'll be a tough game. But then you know the old line is: if you're going to win these tournaments, you've got to beat the best teams, haven't you? So hopefully, it's it's a game against Germany or Portugal, which will give then England at Wembley the best chance to progress. But, yeah, um, I, I, I do fear just because of the inconsistencies in those forward positions and with Kane not quite firing on all cylinders, I think United might uh, or England rather might 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 struggle. Whoever they play, sadly.
0: Yeah, Monday the 28th of June, there's four games today, Slovakia, Spain, Sweden, Poland, Germany, Hungary and Portugal, France. But Monday the 28th of June, England will play someone at Wembley, which is a big advantage, but it'll be agonising, I'm sure, as an England fan. I'm, I'm half Welsh, but that's Welsh as well, so I've been kind of keeping an eye on them. It's been fantastic. I think Denmark's a tough game in Amsterdam on, on Saturday evening for uh, for the Welsh, to be fair, given Denmark's weight of emotion. What do you think,
1: Ed? What do you, do you think, how, what do you think of it for England's chances? You know, let's assume it's, well, it will be one of those three teams, won't it? I, I don't think we're... Being too and hungry off. Um, yeah, I think it
0: was uh, unfortunate for Mings to leave the team, but I think there is a solidity to it, isn't there? No goals conceded, as you say. I think record of clean sheets is good, so that does augur well to a certain extent. I don't think Germany have an out-and-out striker, but as you say, Kai Havertz is is playing well for them and really impressive against Portugal. So that would be terrifying. But I think it's just that psychology thing. Can we sh- can we shake off the shackles of, of playing Germany? and Whether these players are younger players, whether they're still affected by the things that we had in, in 90 and 96 and, and that kind of history to it, whether it's it's changed a little bit. I think, I think England do have a good team. I'd like to say, as you say, just embrace that kind of flair, creativity, freedom and, and have Grealish in the team for that little bit of something different. If they can orchestrate it and Saka potentially now as well. Um, it's interesting from an England point of view, actually, that I think they can go pretty deep, but where Marcus Rashford is and has, has a great, you know, year or so off, off the field in his philanthropy and really noble actions, but where there's no outcry that he's not really starting for England, which seems bizarre given that he was a starter for so long. I think
1: with Rashford, um, he's got an injury, hasn't he? And I think we'll find that. After yeah. I think Solskjaer has gone on record and saying that. So I think this kind of impact substitute role at the moment mm. probably suits him. And I think it's probably one that he understands and gets because I think, is it a shoulder injury? Ed? I'm not sure entirely. Yeah. The detail of it. Yeah. yeah. I think he. I'm pretty sure that Solskjaer says that he might require an operation. So I wouldn't be surprised that, and hopefully it's it's later on in the in the month or, or maybe yeah. England do go out that we'll probably see him have some kind of surgery before United report back to pre season training. <laughs> so I think for many ways Southgate's got out of jail a bit there because I think. Rashford in this situation would just accept that that's his role. Um, yeah. I think if he didn't have the operation, I think he might be sort of knocking on his door and, and perhaps asking for that start. But um, I don't know, who would you go if, if, if Kane's to start up, up front through the continue, which is his captain, I'm, I'm sure he will keep him. Who, who would you play either side? Uh, yeah, I would go Grealish, probably, and Sterling,
0: like last night, I think. But then I'd, I wonder how you get Saka in the team. And I wonder if you go what do you think, Five, three, two. maybe put Saka as a wing-back just to have that sort of, uh, that joy and enthusiasm and that sort of um, ability to take people on, have him in the team? What's your sense back, of that? He tra-
1: yeah, he, tra- he trapped back in well, didn't he? There was a couple of times, I think, that yeah. on- mentioned it, that he, for a guy who's 19, his sort of defensive maturity is pretty, pretty impressive, really. Yeah. So he's I played a lot of positions, yeah. And a lot of people were, were, were chatting away last night, a lot of my WhatsApp group were saying that England will be okay on Tuesday because they're actually lined up however they play to play a team that is probably slightly better than them on paper in the, the sense that they can defend well you know could yeah. a clean sheet and they've got that little bit of magic in the final third to, to, to nick a goal um, against these better teams so there's a lot of people actually thinking great england are the wonder group let's bring on these big boys because- <laughs> let's do it yeah exactly and, and again the similarity with united when united plays those so-called sort of lesser teams and they, they play stick- better yeah yeah, yeah well, so- well united play better against the bigger teams yeah absolutely yeah yeah, it's it's
0: fascinating, that kind of um, capricious nature of of sport and actually just thinking, actually, uh, with with England, it's going to be a 1-0 or a 2-1, isn't it? It's never, it's never comfortable, apart from the Netherlands game, the final group game of Euro 96, where they romped away in that, that famous 5-1 win in Germany as well. So it's very rare that we have an easy night.
1: Have we beaten the uh, Germans in Euros before, Euro 2000? Was it a Shearer
0: header? Oh, yeah, it was. Beckham free kick, wasn't it? I think bounced around the penalty area yeah. and he headed it in, I think, Shearer 1-0. So poor Germany team wasn't it that bizarrely it
1: was one of the early times yeah yeah no it was but then you just look at 2000 and and I think the following World Cup or the World Cup after that did they win it or get to the final I think they got did they get to the final in the 2002 World Cup was it the Brazil 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 won it didn't I believe yeah Yeah. and then they they, they went on and on didn't they and kicked on again but yeah to write the Germans off after the first game was something I foolishly did and you you know you look at the way (laughs) they played and talk about chances and crosses and things like that they were fantastic against Portugal I think in in creating. And it wasn't just for that one focal striker. Like I say, Havertz was in there, Nabry was you know, was causing problems as well. So it'll be a tough one for England.
0: Yeah, it's really difficult to get a read, isn't it? You look at get teams and it never follows in other sports as well. Boxing, X beats Y and and Y beats X or whatever. You look at the consequences, you think, well, Scotland played so well against England, should beat Croatia, because England beat Croatia, and then Croatia turned it on in that game. So it's there's always that thread. It's hard to to follow and make up reasons. But Germany certainly against France. France were a great team and and beat them, and actually Germany weren't too bad in retrospect in that match. So there's loads of permutations to wait for. Have you enjoyed the tournament generally though, Tom? It's been sort of all over the place. It's been a different tournament, hasn't
1: it? Different locations. Yeah, it's been fantastic. I'm not quite Quite sure, although it's hopefully benefit England about the the home games. I, I'd rather think one nation have their games played at home, and then you know I think there's been a couple of times when the advantage is yeah a little unfair maybe. Um, I always like to see these big clashes against you know these big countries in, in a neutral ground in tournaments. I think that mm. that's good, but of course there's, there's been no fans there. But I think the tournaments come at a great time just to give everybody a lift. Yeah. Um, there's the story emerged yesterday that we're looking at. Um, I think is it sixty thousand fans for the for the semi final potentially. Yeah, so whoever, whoever's there, that's going to be fantastic. Um, so yeah, hopefully we can, hopefully England Did- will be everyone be part of that.
0: I put a little post on the other day on the the podcast just saying that maybe tribalism had diminished during the the course of this tournament. I didn't know whether that's the case because there's more of a celebratory mood about football being on and, and everyone being united and Scotland and Wales being there with England. Do you feel that? I know there's been some skirmishes with Scottish and English fans, but do you get a sense that there is less tribalism because people are just happy that fans are being allowed back in?
1: I, I think so, yeah. I think the the last sort of 18 months or however long it's been now is um, has been a huge sort of wake-up call for everybody. And, you know, people are just realising what's important. And we all took for granted, I think, going to any kind of social event, be it with your family, friends, yeah. parties in your back garden, you know, and getting loved ones around. But getting supporters in, in stadiums and, and creating that sense of... Um, I don't know what the word is. You know, guest community amongst those your own team and, and really just enjoying yourself is great to see. So I think yes, for the vast majority of people, it's 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 so welcome and, and it's great to see on television as well. So good to see the hungry game at the weekend um, against France was was superb. Just seeing an absolute, an actual full house almost of, of fans and yeah. it's great to you know. Uh, um, you know, splattering of fans at the Wembley, and you know, like I say, hopefully further down the tournament, if England get there as well, that could that might really help us. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Actually, Spain could go out tonight, which is mind-boggling, but we'll have yeah, to watch that
1: game. It's Strange. Do you think they need to kind of almost reinvent themselves because they they the sort of Spanish way of playing, didn't they? When they yeah, they had always had
0: a, they always had someone who put it in the back of the net, didn't they? Before like Villa and, and Torres, and maybe they don't have that at the moment.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's really, it's a it's, it's a really wide open tournament, I think, as well, because at the beginning, of France were, well, I think, Vassilenga referred to them as the super favourites, but everyone's kind of forgotten teams like Holland, Belgium, mm. yeah. Spain, who, who could probably go out. Um, I mean, Belgium are they ranked number one in the world? They are, yeah, currently, yeah. And Netherlands, hundred percent in qualify, yeah. Yeah, you know, so there's. Fantastic, and, and I think that because of this kind of like home advantage thing, maybe that may have a little bit of an impact further mm. down the road, but we'll see.
0: Let's hope so. Yeah, I think it is a big advantage. Wales, what a tour de force. Two games in Azerbaijan, Rome, and now Amsterdam. We wish, wish them the best of luck. But Tom, brilliant to speak to you. I won't keep you, mate, because I know that you've got to crack on, and thank you to your, your family and loved ones for letting you crack on with this. I appreciate it.
1: No problem. Cheers, Ed. Great to speak to you. Speak to you
0: soon, bud. Thank bye, you. Let me Hope springs eternal then for England. It's, I think you're always tainted as a, as a fan, as a boy, by the emotional sort of adventures and roller coasters of the past and those scars that you had as a, an England fan, even going back to my first real tournament as a boy turning nine during the Italia 90. And I remember the semi final against them, West Germany, because East Germany were in the tournament as well. Shows you the history involved over the past 30 years or so. But i remember there i was watching that game and ebbing and flowing and and really obviously wrapped by it and my mum saying to me as she was vacuuming actually the room sort of a bit annoyingly said to me don't cry don't get upset if they lose will you it's out of your control and i was like no no i won't and that was balls of tears and that set a trend through euro 96 as well Heartbreaker semi-final exit going out in france 98 on penalties to uh, argentina but it's um yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting thread there. Psychologically, the scars that the England psyche has. The Scotland first tournament for 23 years is over. Hope they get back to the the dance in the desert in the Qatar World Cup in 18 months' time. For Wales, they go on. My father from Abergavenny, Dr. Mark Draper. So wish them the best of luck against Denmark Saturday evening in Amsterdam. I believe that's a 6 p.m kick off there. Well, thank you for Tom. Great to get his thoughts and some interesting Manchester United perspectives in there as well. Where will Harry Kane go over the summer? That's going to be the big transfer saga in my day job at Sky Sports News, I am sure. Uh, but thank you for for to him for his time, particularly on Move Day. And thank you to you for listening. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. You are looking to optimize your health and immunity, look to put the final pictures, bridge the gap in your health kind of portfolio with supplementation. If you're concerned about relative levels of vitamins in our food because of soil samples, the over industrialization of agriculture in the west maybe or whatever it may be if you're looking to enhance some aspect of your health then remember there is an, a discount with the food-based supplements from cytoplan and you can get that through the code draper10r d-r-a-p-e-r all capital letters the numerals one zero and the capital letter r cytoplan.co.uk cytopla N.co uk well thank you for listening to the podcast let me know if you enjoy it please rate it on itunes or whatever platform you're listening on i believe it's available on 12 platforms now including spotify as well i did note that spotify is doing some kind of live function as well tom's talked to me about doing twitter spaces which is a live conversation so we'll see how that goes i'll let you know and you can follow me on social media if you'd like to be a part of that conversation as well i'll uh, let people know on my twitter which is ed draper 81 Ed underscore Draper 81 on Instagram posted a picture of myself and the uh, broadcasting legend Mike Wedderburn at Wembley last night for the England Czech Republic build up on Sky Sports News channel 409 in the UK Uh, so that was a cool moment for me you can see a picture of that there Uh, but get in touch if you like the podcast any ideas guests etc themes you want to go on things you like things you don't like always appreciate feedback and appreciate you listening thank you guys and goodbye for now